What's up, everybody? This is uh, Frank and Aaron from Kafaru Cast. Today, we're going to talk about some uh, some archery stuff, some broadheads, some arrow weights, some Ashby theory, as Aaron called it. Something I've never heard of before. Uh, take it away, sir. Uh, well, we uh, we're going to do this in two parts. Uh, the first part's really going to more concentrate on uh, fixed blade broadheads, uh, arrow setups, components. Uh, the post that I had made about the fixed blade heads on the Kafaru cast page. And then part two, we're going to go into the same thing, but on the mechanical side of things, mechanical broadheads. I got a lot of messages last night about, um, people still had questions when to go to mechanicals, what mechanicals were good. So as far as part one goes, uh, as everybody know, knows I went, Oh, I forgot as Frank is breaking wind, waving fuel all over this podcast room no this is fueled by dark timber with hot cocoa copenhagen and i don't what are you what are you drinking over there frank this is a big glass of high quality h2o all right well this is fueled by water (laughs) i guess we won't get we're sponsored by water nasa owns space oh shit (laughs) we're sponsored by water you got mud on my kahiki pants (laughs) uh so we're gonna go into um with a trad life uh, set up going back and forth from trad as far as fixed blade heads um, that you can use for uh, traditional archery and compound, where the trad life part comes in um, was me and the giant rabbit hole of multiple bows and arrows and components and broad heads uh, that kind of, to to uh, to be honest, as far as durability on a skinny shaft, I, I kind of uh, was... I told several people I thought the Valkyrie system was too expensive and I ended up eating a little bit of crow on that because in fact it is the only system in my opinion on a skinny shaft to run because the components are such crap in a lot of ways uh, from some of the different offerings from uh, from other companies. From other companies, yeah. So uh, w- the broadheads that we've tested in depth and I actually forgot one last night which is a tree shark um on that post, which is the cutthroat head that was both mechanical, uh, or not mechanical, that was both uh, compound and traditional. Uh, and then the uh, werewolf uh, broadhead offers multiple. I had the four blade version. Uh, Northern broadheads out of New Zealand, which they offer multiple versions as well. Uh, the iron will, um, this is out of Colorado, um, and that has. He's adding more and more every day, but that's compound and traditional, meaning 125 and under, and then, you know, 175, 200, 250, whatever, heavier weight for for the traditional bow. Um, And then the Valkyrie head, which has got a center pin system. And I think that uh, the first thing I would say is you've got two... I may try and simplify this. You've got a standard shaft with an insert that goes inside the arrow. That can be aluminum or brass, steel, whatever you can get. And then you've got the skinnies. And there's multiple skinny systems. You've got, uh, you know, the the insert, outsert. You've got outserts, um, you know, and I I didn't really write anything down as far as this goes because um, as I was kind of taking data, screwing around, really driving the guys at Rocky Mountain crazy, Um, I quickly learned that the offerings today kind of suck for skinny shafts. They just flat out do. And so, um, you know, this is happening all while we're testing. And what what I was wanting to do with my uh, traditional setup was no different than we do with a compound, moderate weight um, arrow with a shaft, arrow shaft grains per inch with the front of it loaded up. Um, So you talk about moderate weight, we're talking... For me, 8.5 to 9.5 grains per inch, uh, roughly. And then, you know, anywhere between 175 to 300 grains up front. That's both compound and traditional for me. Now, Frank, what are you smoking right now through your prime <laughs> life? From the prime life? I switched over to the uh, to the axis. One thing um, that we talked about. We're pre- going to need you to speak into that mic. Son mind. of a... One thing we talked about previously is, is the just the components. As far as the um, skinny shafts for me, the injections and the FMJ injections and all that stuff, just couldn't find a good enough selection of broadheads, I guess. And um, I like having more options with the axis. So, 
yeah, I mean, I get probably jumped the gun on switching full board to the... I believe someone mentioned that may have been a bad idea. <laughs> I like to learn for myself, <laughs> damn it. Just kidding. So, uh, yeah, switched over, switched back over to the axis, which are only, I think, only a millimeter yeah. bigger than the injection. So I don't really... You're think, looking at when you think about it, four, five, and six millimeters, though. Yeah, when you think about it, I mean, I don't really know how much you're gaining by losing that extra millimeter and going to the super skinnies. Um, so yeah, right now just shooting axis, uh, 300s out of my 70 pound bow, and then uh, 260s out of the the heavy bow. So, um, and I think the 300s are somewhere around like 10, 10 point something. GPI? Uh, the Axis? Yeah. The uh, 9.8, I think, for the 300s. Nah, I think they're more than that. Yeah, they might be. I can't. But I can't remember. Three quarters might be 9.8. I thought it was 9.3 yeah, and 9.8. Yeah, the 340s or something like that. But yeah. um, I think uh, I think I got the 300s at around 400, 490, <laughs> 490, 490 grain, uh, grains um, with 125 grain tip. And then I haven't weighed the 260s yet, so. Um, that's what I'm working with right now and kind of looking over broadhead selection. But I'll probably shoot the uh, iron wheels for, for fixed blade. Gotcha. And so when we're talking about the like the iron wheel shaft or the iron wheel head, the uh, you know werewolf, the cutthroat, northerns, all of the different types, that's going to screw into a standard insert just fine, meaning an insert that goes whatever, 246 or whatever goes inside the shaft screws in and you're rocking and rolling where you come into huge problems again was the components for the skinny shafts now with the valkyrie system um it's really not that expensive with the the collars and the center pin practice points it's the the broadheads that are expensive i think they're 109 dollars uh for three good lord terry and then the do they make arrows too um well x impacts from Victory are are basically what hmm. um, they're using at Valkyrie, from what I understand. Now I'm using I have gold tip pierce for the skinnies, and then I have Easton Bloodline three thirties for my standard, more or less standard diameter shafts with an insert going in. Um, so as far as the testing of the different fixed blade broadheads, now Frank didn't test as many as I did, or I have. Um, and some of these, some of my testing was through animals, and then others was durability testing, firing them into normal, what I consider normal situations. So, yes, hunting your normal picture-perfect perf- situation is shooting through an animal. But there's the missing, there's the missing the target practicing, and then there's the, when the broadhead's not attached, as far as the component side to this, stump shooting. Uh, and... You know, the the issue I had, you know, with the stump shooting portion was I'd be done, I'd fling a few arrows and they'd all be bent. The component side would be, or the arrows would break. Now, when you start to run a skinnier shaft, that just happens, or a skinnier, uh, not a skinnier, a more brittle or lighter shaft, that happens. That's one of the reasons I feel uh, when people go with a lighter standard shaft, they will end up bumping down to maybe a skinny because that skinny, when I say a skinny, a smaller diameter, because the skinny is going to still weigh um, relatively moderate, but be tougher is the idea. Um, so anyway, um, I tried the gold tip pierce skinnies, which I liked the shaft, um, but the component system left absolutely nothing to be desired. Am I saying that correctly? I it left nothing. a lot. It left a lot to be desired. Yeah, it left a lot. I was desiring much. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Should have thought about that ahead of time. Um, either way, the 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 system actually is is sound if it was stainless steel, uh, the collar. But the uh, in the, the the insert for that is uh, a half in, half out, and then there's a collar that goes over the top of it. Now, I will say, if you don't stump shoot, probably not that big of a deal. You do want to spin your components when you glue these on. Um, spin them because you definitely may need to do a little twisting spin, twist spin to make sure they're correct. So you have the, what I feel the the key factors of, of penetration, right? One's going to be, um, uh, arrow weight and, uh, you know, total arrow weight and then, uh, basically heavy up front. Um, 
you know, you get a lot of the extreme front of center talk where guys go too crazy, uh, pretty crazy on it. And, um, you know, I'm, I've always shot pretty heavy up front, but I've actually never tested my, my FOC. I don't get too crazy about that. I just put up weight up front. So you want to have, uh, I feel weight up front, um, decent arrow weight overall, good arrow flight and a strong component system. Um, where that comes into play, for example, I shot my mule deer in the scapula uh, in Alberta this year purposefully because he was bedded. Went through, broke its leg. This with a cutthroat. Uh, broke its leg in half on the other side, and the arrow kept going. Now, an elk is a bigger animal, but I shot a raghorn in the same spot uh, several, you know, three years prior. Uh, same basic system, everything, high poundage, whatever. But that weak component system did not put it through that scapula. It snapped off. So as my arrow's traveling, I got a heavy point weight. I got a heavy insert system. It hits. All of that force is driven into the weakest part of that shaft for simplification purposes, which is the connection of that insert into the arrow. And it just Broke snapped. Broke right at the tip, huh? Where I personally like... I mean, if I need to take a shot, I'm not encouraging scapula shots. I am not. Shit happens, and sometimes you hit it. In other cases, in my case, when I shot heavy poundage with the compound, it wasn't that big of a deal. Now, in this case, I wasn't aiming at the scapula. The elk kind of muscled up, and, and I hit it. Um, but I know that elk would have died if that piece of shit system wouldn't have broke. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and it... When it broke, I mean, that lost all its momentum because it just, if you, if you can imagine, it just snapped out. Every bit of momentum I had snapped out and the arrow flipped in the air. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you want very good, very strong components and also uh, that spin consistently. Now, I somebody mentioned Ashby last night uh, on one of, the, one of the posts. I've, I have not read until last night some of his theories, and I'm not saying that to make myself sound smarter than I am. Some of his stuff is is like that. It's common sense. What is he a scientist? I, he was a doctor, and I I didn't read that much. He shot. <laughs> it looks like he's done a lot of testing. Um, but he talked about longer versus shorter broadheads and stuff. I didn't really buy into that. And I say I didn't buy into it. I maybe I'm just not picking fly shit out of chili that much. Do I worry about a longer or shorter broadhead? Um, what was his? What did he say about it? Longer and a tanto point will penetrate the best. I think is what he said. Now hmm. the only reason why I read this is somebody told me that Ashby said the cutthroat was too small. Where if anything that I've gotten out of the cutthroat because they don't leave as much uh, blood trails as other, you know, they don't have big cutting number, is penetration with the trad bow in sixteen. My elk at twelve yards, that broadhead buried over halfway or more of the broadhead into the spine. Jesus. Yeah, it was incredible. The, the buck in Alberta, it, we couldn't even find the arrow after it went through it. So maybe maybe it's a fraction of a percentage. Maybe it's a few percent. I don't know. But the length of the broadhead at this point, just hit the animal. You're doing good at that point. Get out in the woods and yeah. go go hunting. But it seems like it can be a trade-off because the longer it is, the more, you know, it could be bent or whatever. You could bend the ferrule and all that BS. So I don't and, know. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that's one of the things that we'll go into with uh, – the Valkyrie system with his broadhead because it is super long. And I think Brent, obviously, he's a, a fan of that Ashby theory just from looking at what he offers. So, again, with skinnies, you know, I tried a lot of different things from uh, other companies that I won't mention, and they were okay. But the moment – and, again, I poo-pooed on um, Brent's system at Valkyrie because of the, the price. But with a 300-spine um, – pierce shaft for the skinnies and i've got a aluminum collar from valkyrie archery um his delivery system and then a 250 grain head with a center pin so that center pin goes down the shaft of the arrow um and then it screws into that collar um up towards the top uh, just google uh valkyrie archery and you guys will see what i'm talking about so i'm firing them off purposefully into the dirt into rocks down at the ground, sometimes on purpose, sometimes on accident. It happens with the <laughs> trad life. And I never bent one. It's fun true every time with the practice system. And it was funny because I was driving, I'm sure the guys at Rocky Mountain crazy, Matt Davis as well, because every time I got on the phone, I'm complaining about the offerings. 
And Randy Cooling and Matt Davis both said, dude, Valkyrie, check it out. And, 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 and Randy Cooling was like, hey, occasionally the arrow will break off. And he said, so I just grabbed the practice por- portion of it, you know, the tip and whatever arrows broke, throw it in a jar, and then later on I'll heat everything up, pull it apart, and put it on a new arrow. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's a s- decent system, but I hadn't tested it with extreme durability uh, until recently because with these peered shafts, I was getting frustrated. Like, you know, occasionally I'm going to skip one right under the bottom of the target. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, I, my arrow's bent. Um, this shit. And so, again, um, I'm going to apologize to Brent uh, Hahn because I kind of crapped on his system about the, the price of it for a little while because of um, I didn't know if it would be worth it. Now, the price of it is not bad until you get to the broadhead portion. So, again, with skinnies, I think that's the best bet. With a standard diameter shaft, I just think it's important maybe not run an aluminum insert and run a brass. Can um, you use his system without his broadheads? Um, or would if, that not make sense? Mm, well, on skinnies, no. But you can buy his broadhead and put it on another shaft, but you can't use... You, what did you ask now? Can you use his system without his broadheads? No, no. Because hmm. he patented the center pin technology. Oh, okay. And so he can build another broadhead with a center pin, but no one else is going to try because... He's pretty crafty what he did. Um, I mean, it makes sense. It's just the broadheads are expensive. I have no issue paying, I think it's 24 bucks or something. You know what? I'm going to pull it up here. Googling. Uh, that's for the skinnies. And then for the standard shafts, I just say, you know, run. I wouldn't run. Maybe run an aluminum insert if you can get stainless steel or brass inserts. That's probably not a horrible idea. Um, so durability on the broadheads. Um, I guess if you were going to pick not just durability, if you were going to pick different classes, because you have um, flight, right, consistency, spinning them. Uh, you have penetration uh, is another one. Uh, you have obviously the components system, and then you have price point. You know, there's different, um, you know, the bang for the buck. Um, you know, you did several different things to look at when you're testing all of this. Um I'm going to pull up there. Uh, so one thing I found was like with the, let's say the cutthroat. The cutthroat by far um, is, a, is a great penetrating broadhead. Um, you, it's a single bevel uh, with a tanto point. It's shorter for people that buy into the Ashby theory, and it's decently priced. It's not uh, cheap, and it's not crazy expensive. It's right in the middle. And then you take something like the Iron Will, um, for, uh, you know, as far as inside of the box, it is about as good as you're going to find as far as technology goes, meaning it is a standard broadhead that you just screw in. It's not like with what Valkyrie has with the center pin, but it's about as state of the art of, of components and pieces you can get, but it's expensive. Um, and you're not gaining any durability in the component system with the iron will, although the broadhead is very durable. Um, you can ding up the blade, but what's nice with the iron will is you can change out the blade. Uh, with the cutthroat, it's solid, solid CNC machined, one, one solid piece of CNC machine, and so that is going to be durable as well. When you get to the northern broadhead, uh, the northern broadhead is a coated steel, um, and it's 50 bucks for six, something like that. Yeah, they're um, super affordable. That's very, probably one of the most affordable fixed blades. Bang for the buck, the northern broadhead is is pretty dang good. Now, it's not as durable as the iron will or the cutthroat um, or the Valkyrie system, but it's it's less money, um, you know, by half or uh, by 50 to 75% reduction in price. Um, they fly pretty good too, right? I haven't had I've had great much. luck with them, man. Um, on on my um, screw-in broadheads uh, that I'm going to be using this year out of my, you know what I mean, because I'm going to use that Valkyrie system. I'm pretty much sold on that Valkyrie system for, well, I'm not pretty much. I am sold on the Valkyrie system uh, for skinny shafts. I don't think it can be beat. Uh, it, it took a while to beat it into my head, but it is definitely um, uh, pretty amazing as far as durability goes. So, um so right now, looking here, for the Viking center pin sleeves for the aluminum, it's twenty bucks for six. 
I would pay for that. And that was the big hiccup I had. And Frank hears me complain about it. If I would not buy a product as a blue collar worker, or if I wouldn't buy it right now, even though I may get it for free, I'm not going to sell it to someone until I'm, and Frank, you're just as bad as I am, if not worse. Meaning I didn't know until recently if I would have bought that Valkyrie system, if I would have bought an iron will. Um, and just because they're giving it to us for testing, that doesn't mean I should promote them unless I'm sold on those specific products. Like I would buy a cutthroat any day of the week, same as uh, Northern or that werewolf head, tree shark. They're about any price. And so I haven't bought uh, broadheads at full price in a while for three good mechanicals. What are you looking at now? 40 bucks? Yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah, just depending on who it is. But that's pretty standard. Right, right. So... When you look at these, iron wheels are, what, 90 for three? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 109 for the Valkyrie center pin system. Mm-hmm. Um, the cutthroats, I think, are 40. For three? Yeah. They, might, they might even be a little less. They're, they're pretty affordable. Um, Should have written, written this down uh, this morning because I had all my notes at the house, but we'll wing it. We do anyway. And then northern broadheads are right around that 50 for six. Um the so okay so what's the best okay as far as durability goes just straight on durability components aside um i would say that the um uh, cutthroat slightly edges out the um iron wheel head but the iron wheel head blade can be changed out if you ding the head 45 bucks for the cutthroat okay 45 for three for the cutthroat check out those werewolves are really good would you now, the werewolf that I tested because it's 200 grain was an aluminum ferrule. As far as just devastating, um, uh, you know, blood channels, that werewolf's pretty pretty sick. Um, I did have, out of the, the six I had, um, they all did not spin perfect. I'm used to that, so I kind of flex them to bend them into the, the ferrule to spin more, you know, truer. Um, Consistency-wise, I would definitely say... Components aside, um, the Valkyrie system and the Iron Will is the most consistent. Like they spin, if your arrow's true, they always spin perfect. And then the uh, followed shortly behind by the Cutthroat. Uh, and then right behind that would be the Northern. Um, I haven't had any Northerns uh, spin too, too bad. Um, but they're not quite the consistency. The, the Cutthroats, I would say, um, are just a fraction different than the... Um, uh, Valkyrie head and the uh, iron will, but they're half the price, so it's something to think about. What do you got? So, so the werewolves are—they sell them in a pack of six, and they're ninety-nine, ninety-nine, ninety-nine. And then they go up from there if you want it. So that's a two-blade system. If you go four-blade, it's one hundred and twenty. Um, yeah, I mean they got a bunch of options. They've got stainless steel. They got aluminum ferrules. They've got several different ones. Are they new or are they? No, they've been out for a while. No, yeah, it's just, just a guy that uh, more of like a trad guy thing. No, I they really? just have shitty uh, marketing. Okay. Um, the guy that owns it's about the coolest guy. I mean, I get along with him. Blake Fisher um, owns it. Okay. Crazy cool dude. Um, and I, you know, I wish I had more time to pester him for other heads for testing, uh, because I only tested that two hundred grain aluminum head. I think it's a great head. It's just an aluminum ferrule because of the weight and to get that beefy blade. Um, so anyway, uh, if um, you know if you're going out right now to buy broadheads um, without a skinny shaft, is the Valkyrie the best? I think he calls them blood eagles. Um, oh, he's got regulars. He's got regulars you can screw in. Is that the best option? Well, if you buy into the you know the Ashby theory, it's going to be one of the top right with uh, just a screw in head but it's a very long head which is more susceptible to bending and flexing on impact um and then you got to look at the reusability um of that um the phones are ringing off the hook bright and early here this morning at Kafaro. people want that new gear yeah i guess so uh, um so the so the heads that you're using are the jagger broadheads jagger yeah yeah what's it got? blood eagles 75 dollars for three for a three pack yeah so, you know, you look at that, that, that Blood Eagle is going to be a penetrating head. Uh, it's longer, and it, it's the way that it slopes. I mean, it just screams penetration. But I guarantee that long of a head is going to be more susceptible to bending. It's just the nature of the beast, but I bet it'll outpenetrate. Um, but when you look at something like the 
uh, iron will, the northern or the cutthroat. Um, I'm leaving the werewolf because it's happy medium. Um, it's going to be more durable because it's shorter. So as far as just a straight screw in head, okay, well, for, for the money um, and durability, the cutthroat's going to be pretty hard to beat. Okay, now here's the next problem, blood trails. That is not a bleeding broadhead, the cutthroat. That is a penetrating broadhead. So it's not saying you can't go turkey hunting with something like a, a cutthroat, but it makes more sense to run an inch and a half, inch and three-quarter, two-inch head. Um, and these are all the, you That's know, just a single bevel too, right? Single bevel, yeah. Yeah. Did, we, did you talk about that before, single bevel versus? Oh, yeah. Double bevel? Yeah. Yeah. That's personal preference. Then you've got two blade versus three blade, two blade with, you know, a f two blade with two bleeders. Bleeders, yeah. Um, so, I mean, the big question, we're kind of dancing around. I like talking about this stuff. It's just with a regular screw and tip, what do you buy? All right, everybody wants to know, what do you buy, compound or traditional? Part of it's going to be the um, affordability, all yeah. right? The next one's going to be reusability and sharpenability, Um and then the next one's going to be, and then these aren't in order of importance, is uh, what's it going to do to the animal? Um, so as far as price point, and Frank, just from your limited knowledge, um, which one would you buy? Obviously, it's probably not going to be an Iron Will or a uh, Jaeger uh, from Valkyrie for just a standard screw-in portion. Which, which, which fixed blade would you buy? Uh, well, it kind of depends. Once I... I'm kind of like you, you know, coming from like the blue collar type of mentality. But when you see something that's super high quality and then I kind of want to get something that's, I guess, quote unquote, the best. I mean, I'd probably start for pure affordability. I mean, those northern broadheads, you can't really beat that for a six pack. But um, I'm still liking the liking the iron wheels. This kind of brings me to something that's completely unrelated. Those Spartan um, Spartan tripods and uh, the javelin bipods. Those things are expensive, and I, I've well, been. I'll be right back. You go on your. Little, I gotta <laughs> so pee. I'm going a little bit of a rant here. They're kind of expensive, uh, an expensive system, but I've been using those for uh, coyote hunting recently, and um, even though they are super expensive, uh, man, they work out great for. I love using those as bipods and stuff like that. So initially, looking at the price point of something like that, you know, it kind of it's kind of off putting, but um, once you see the benefits of it, um, yeah, I like. If it if it is super high quality, even if it is expensive, I'll I'll go for it. So, yeah, I mean, long story short, yeah, the the northern broadheads they they seem to be pretty well built. I haven't really, I mean, I haven't shot them, but I've I've watched Aaron use them and uh, with his trad bow, and they they look to be pretty good. And I got a pack of 125 grainers, but I'm just kind of knowing the quality um, that the iron wheels have and and seeing those fly and and especially with our long range testing, I, I'm still kind of sold on the on the iron wheel system for now. And plus, I like Bill. He's a he's he's the owner. He's a great dude. He's a local guy, so kind of like like supporting the local, the local company. And I'm trying to stay. I'm back from my pee break. I'm trying to stay in the middle with that because I'm friends with Bill, the Northern guy, Brent, um, and the guys from Rocky Mountain, as well as the guy from Werewolf. Uh, so I'm going to piss someone off either way if you if you choose a side. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can say without beyond a reasonable doubt, my, I am. Far and away sold on the skinny shaft Valkyrie delivery system. Uh, I couldn't shut up about it once I, I mean, literally as I'm firing these arrows off for testing with that system and over and over and over uh, stump shooting. In fact, there was a couple uploads of Kaylee grabbed my arrows because I'm firing them from my front porch uh, or my garage into the hillside simulating stump shooting mm -hmm. and they're not bending. And as you saw, every I'm cracking, I'm bending these aluminum insert collar things, and it's really, I mean, not kidding, fucking pissing me off. I'm like, how the hell am I? So I shoot <laughs> at a grouse, I'm done, like arrow down, right? That, that shit just does not fly for me. It's just irritating. I'm not saying it has to be indestructible. So for a skinny shaft, um, I strongly urge everyone, look up Valkyrie Archery for the center pin system. Um, you know, guys brought up too, if they didn't want to use, they could practice and stump shoot with a Valkyrie system and reinvent the wheel with a different system for hunting. If they were worried about the broadheads, you could do that. Um, depends on how many animals you shoot a year, right? I mean, 
you know, that's one thing. And, and, and you know, you can rig up a different system. But then you go to the standard screw-in shafts. All right. That's where I think, I, I mean, just go buy Valkyrie for skinny shafts and simplify things. Let's get into the complicated part for the standard system. Okay, so what's the downsides of, we'll go from top to bottom, from the iron wheel head? Just price. Yeah, exactly. Price alone. Now, go, exactly, they're 90 bucks, right, for three. Yep. So let's let's lay it down, okay? Are you a guy that shoots everything? If you are, then yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> that's a lot to, to spend. And when I say everything, are you a guy that, as you're walking down the trail... Are you going to shoot a grouse, right? Are you going to get bored and shoot a squirrel? Well, you're not doing it with an iron wheel, okay? You may not do it with any head, but something to think about. Mm -hmm. Okay, now penetration, just straight devastation to an animal. Where's that one rank? From from what we've seen, I, mean, I think it's pretty good. They're pretty fucking wicked. Yeah, yeah they're good. Um, durability. The ferrule is extremely durable. The blades, like any blade, is fallible, but you can interchange the blade. Right. Okay, so now the cutthroat. Bomb-proof. Yeah, pretty much bomb-proof. You screwed with them some. Penetrating-wise, uh, screw for screw-on heads, I would give the advantage to the, uh, and this is by very, very little, but I think the bone-breaking portion, the cutthroat's got it. Yeah, they're built like a freaking tank, man. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And... When we're talking about the cutthroat, we also have to throw in the, the blood eagle as well. But the cutthroat, downsides to the cutthroat. The it, It's not a bleeder. Really. Yep. Yeah. You're not going to get a ton of blood all the time with a cutthroat. Okay, you're going to get a little bit more with an iron will, a little bit more with the blood eagle as well as the, as well as the werewolf. So, downside, I would say to the cutthroat, the only downside, other than maybe if you don't know how to sharpen a single bevel, which, raise your hand if you don't. <laughs> We're raising our hands, yeah. um, which I've learned now with that new, that Ken Onion, uh, that uh, sharpener I've got. What was that thing called? Not Smart Sharp. Uh, I should go get it because it, that thing's a godsend. Um, you know, so you got the, the sharpening, you know, portion. Um, my phone's going crazy. Maybe we shouldn't have done a podcast on Monday <laughs> morning. Jesus H. Um, so, Northern, downsides to those. Man, I haven't messed around with them all that much. You need to stop. Everyone, Frank is farting so bad. And <laughs> what in, are you talking about? <laughs> we're in like an 8 by Wrong. 10 podcast room. That's fake news. I didn't do anything. You would knock buzzards off the shit wagon, <laughs> bring tears to a glass eye. It is bad. Um, good God, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I wish it was oh, colder. Dog, it might one dampen dogs, it down. One of them dogs ran in here and farted <laughs> and ran out. Too many torts. So the downsides <laughs> to the northern. I'm not going to say a whole lot about those because I haven't messed with them. So, I mean, I will say the good side is the price. Yeah. So I would say if, if there was a downside on the northern, their durability is not going to be the same uh, quite up to par with the uh, the Jaeger head, the Blood Eagle, the Cutthroat, or the Iron Will. Um, but does that price offset the um, difference in the, the percentage in durability? I mean, I like forever. I shot aluminum ferrule, ninety grain, four blade muzzies out of my compound. It's all I could afford at Walmart. That's what I bought. Um, you know, it's a two blade. They got single bevel and double bevel. Um, they got multiple different cutting diameters, so they're a good option as well, as far as that goes. Especially if you like to shoot a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Or what? Okay, so let's talk. Let's say this. What's wrong with taking, say, if you want to take a few iron wheels? Or oh, I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, take a few iron wheels or a few Valkyries or you know whatever, and then grab a couple of them Northerns in there if you want to shoot some smaller stuff or whatever. You know, they're they're more uh, dispensable, I guess you could say. Or um, whereas you don't want to just waste your expensive shit. Yeah, I'm I'm a multiple broadhead guy. It doesn't bother me at all. Last yeah. year I had three or four different broadheads and one quiver. I feel there's a different broadhead for every case. I did it with the trad bow. I had, uh, well, the two heads I ran with the trad bow were cutthroats and then that giant tomahawk uh, tree shark. Because there were certain That's times. That's a huge bitch. Two-inch cutting diameter on a fixed blade. I mean, literally, it's like an axe in the air. Uh, there were times that the cutthroat I would far be far better, um, especially on elk penetrating. And then there were other times I just needed a giant hole. Um one was right for one time, one was right for another. 
Now, I can tell you with a tree shark, that thing is not durable at all. Um, It does not spin great. It is not easy to sharpen, but it leaves one hell of a hole. Yeah, it does. Um, How does that that affect your sight picture? What do you mean? When you... Fucks it up for my point on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I shot that mule deer back because my... (laughs) Like a dumbass, I'm used to using my point on and I'm looking at the tip of that giant shaft or that, you know what I mean, and... I ended up hitting it lower than I should have because it sticks out farther than my, <laughs> my field point. That's um, crazy. So you, you get to that. That is an option. You can run a, a iron wheel, a blood eagle, or a, uh, you know, whatever. Um, one of the more expensive ones. Have three of those in there, right? Sell one of your kids. And <laughs> then you run three northerns. That's not a bad option either. They hit the same, especially with the trad bow. I've got iron wheels and cutthroats both to hit at distance with my prime without an issue so as bill would say with iron will when you're down to that one shot what do you want do you want the most high-tech state-of-the-art precise um, which i would say is the the uh iron will is that your phone that is the iron will or the uh valkyrie for a screw and you know the blood eagle um the the problem with the iron will and the the blood eagle being the most state-of-the-art now, which one are you going to reshoot? I'm giving it to the iron well on that one. The tip is so long on that blood eagle, it has a way better chance of bending, flexing. Yeah. Um, is the best option to run a iron will and a cutthroat or northern broadhead? Possibly, right? I mean, I'm trying to look at, at this from a redneck perspective because not that many people have the money to buy 12 uh, iron wheels or 12 of the blood eagles pretty much everybody can afford 12 northerns most people can afford 12 cutthroats right um and for you know and as well as the werewolves um or some of his other options so now where are you hunting that has another are you hunting in oregon you're gonna want a hole right all right you need blood um so that's something to look at okay are you hunting something big you're going to want a penetrator. You may want the cutthroat iron will or the Jaeger. They're going to penetrate a little bit better than something like a northern or the werewolf um, from what I've seen. So is there a winner to this? There's a winner in each category. Um, on the screw-in portion, um, it's much different. It's it's There's an arguable point for all of them on this, the screw-in head. On the skinnies, I don't think it's arguable because of that center pin system. It's just better. Um, Mm -hmm. Long-term durability. What do you think? You got a smart ass look (laughs) on your face. Oh, just thinking about something that Bo said at the Bo shop. What do you say? About hog nuts in the parka. (laughs) You should enlighten everyone. (laughs) Sorry, this is completely off off topic. This is over No Limits Archery. Yeah, No Limits Archery. Um, Bo and and Jason, they're the kind of the head Bo techs over there. And I was talking to him and um, Jason's been, been trying to get in shape and stuff and we were talking and he's like, yeah, I've, uh, I'm trying to get in shape. I want to get into that, into that 2XL parka. And then Bo says, what have you been wearing in the meantime? A mega tarp? <laughs> 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 and I was drinking water when he said that. And I spit it all over the fucking floor in there. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, the guys, we were over there yesterday. <laughs> both the guys, uh, both shops are pretty great to, to deal with as far as uh, I don't get a chance to talk to. I talk to everybody at No Limits. Um at Rocky Mountain, Tommy's hiding up in the cave, so I don't get tired. You know, mostly it's Danny yeah. uh, dealing with him, which he's pretty funny, even though he hides from the, the world. Yeah. Over there, because you've got, it's like Master Blaster, right? Bo is Blaster, uh, or Master, <laughs> and then Hognuts is Blaster. <laughs> yeah. So if Bo hopped on Hognuts' shoulders, it looked just like Mad Max in the Thunderdome, <laughs> if anybody's back in the day with Tina Turner. Um, Jesus. You break the deal, you spin the wheel. Um, a lot of comedy going on over at all the shops. So, yeah. um, and Leo works over there too, Leo the Lion over at Rocky Mountain. Yeah. So, if you want to go over there and figure out how to not get caught by game work, <laughs> yeah. um, so the uh, you know, as far as like, man, the PM box filled up fast last night on the broadhead thing. So, for example, when I was stalking in on that mule deer, one of the one I shot close up. I had a tree shark on. When I got to 12 yards, I put a cutthroat on because I knew 
I was probably going to be shooting it straight down through the shoulder or, you know, I, I wanted to go through. Thank God I did for the shot I had to take because in that point, I would not have wanted the tree shark on. I wanted that cutthroat and I'm glad I put it on. Now, fast forward to Alberta, not the best shot by Snydizzle <laughs> and I'm glad I had the tree shark on or a larger cutting diameter broadhead uh, going down there because it wasn't a penetrating issue with that. It was a placement issue. And that big hole helped. Um, now the elk, turn that thing on. Oh, no. um, now the elk, I shot with the, the trad bow uh, in 16. You know, very limited experience. I've only shot in one elk. But I am very happy I had the cutthroat on because um, I don't know that I would have. I shot it on a frontal and cornering two frontal, which I've gotten bashed for. But I killed it. Dropped yeah, that it. tree shark's more of like a turkey, turkey deer, maybe white a white tail, tail. Yep. Yeah, type. Smaller, smaller, maybe bears. Um, uh, now, I shot my black bear, the first shot between its legs. <laughs> I killed the shit out of that log <laughs> with a tree shark. Second arrow was with a cutthroat, blew right through it, and it, it bled good, didn't have any problem at all. And a bear, who, and people say bears don't bleed well, and they don't. But I had tons of blood. We didn't have any problem tracking it with the cutthroat. Zipped right through it. We had to go dig the arrow out of the ground. Damn. Um, you know, so, and then, um, you know, with shooting the, um, with through the compound, you know, I didn't shoot any of the blood eagles, uh, shoot anything with those. Um, but I did shoot a lot with the iron wheels and the cutthroats. And I had great luck with, you know, both of those. I picked uh, mechanical cutthroat and uh, iron will as I deemed necessary, I guess. The problem with an iron will is if you zip through the animal and can't find the arrow, um, <laughs> you know, you're looking. There goes $30 you're, plus your arrow. Uh, 50 bucks. So yeah. that's where mathematically, uh, to go back to the skinny shafts, do the math, right? When I was, you know, again, poo-pooing on the Valkyrie system a while ago because it was expensive, you run the numbers, it's not expensive because let's say you go stump shooting, all right, and you bring six arrows in your quiver and you got three or four extras, right? So, you know, you're keeping your arrows in your quiver. Guaranteed on most skinny shaft systems, you're going to break all of them or at least bend them when you're done. Um, so right there, let's say you have 10 arrows. Let's say you come back with four good soldiers. You got six down. Okay. So how much are those arrows? All right. So if it's a skinny, it's probably a minimum of 12 bucks a shaft or more. Okay. So, uh, for simplifications, uh, purposes, let's say in two days of stump shooting, you have 10 arrows go down. So... What do you got there? You got between 12 and 20 bucks with components. So let's say it's 20 bucks with components. Yeah. So that's $200 down in arrows. Okay, let's say you take the Valkyrie system with the center pin and you have one go down. When I say go down, meaning let's say you did bend one, you pull those components apart. All right, well, you're down one arrow. So mathematically with that center pin system and screw in practice point, you're far ahead with that Valkyrie system on a skinny shaft. Just lasts longer, yeah. Yeah, it lasts longer. Have now, you tried the uh, the Easton, the new Easton outsert insert outsert type deal? Yeah, well, well I got yeah. I had a couple from you. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not bad. It's a half in, half out. Yeah. Um, the the weak point is where, where the out and in goes yeah. in, and it's going to bend. It won't bend as easy as aluminum, and it's it is better, but again. It doesn't have that collar going over the shaft to protect. So you could do that, or you could run that half in, half out, and then get a aftermarket collar to go over the top of it. Good Lord. Yeah. Complicated. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, again, I'm not trying to hump Brent's leg, but he did a lot of, I mean, as I dove down this rabbit hole, he did a lot of work for everyone to figure out this system because that center pin definitely beefs it up. It, the arrow will still break. You know, it'll break off at the end of the center pin. As long as you find the arrow, you can reuse that. So as far as the, the skinnies go, I was pretty happy, especially for shitting on it for the last six months. Not shitting on it, but saying I don't know if it's worth it. It's worth it. Now, you just, need to play that part from Happy Gilmore. 
I did. I texted Brent that after. <laughs> so what what day was that? I have my crisis uh, where I was really, I was I was trying VAP um, stainless steels mm-hmm. uh, inserts, and then you know, now the whole time I've got bloodlines with screw in points. That wasn't an issue, right? I've got bloodline three thirties, screw in points. The arrow may break because it's a little bit lighter shaft, but component system wise, I didn't have any problem bending bad up front. My problem was with my skinnies, right? I was like super uh, getting fucking pissed because everything (laughs) was bending. And so I went and I tried something from a a third-party company. Um, And I was like, okay, well, I tried those. That wasn't perfect to me. The insert system, basically, by the time... Um, it wasn't as precise, okay? So it didn't spin as well. And it was more exp- it was expensive as hell by the time I got everything done because I bought arrows from one company, components from one company, broadhead from another company. Um, so I tried the, uh, the VAP, and then I tried um, basically gluing on everything from gold tip, spinning it as I put the broadhead on because it's not overly consistent. So I'd have to keep the glue wet, spin, spin, you know, twist, spin, twist until it spun correctly. But I got one shot out of that if I miss or if I hit something and it's bent. So that's when I'm like, all right, so no shit. I had a box of stuff Brent sent me to test a long time ago. Dug the shit out of the box. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, screwed it on. You know what I mean? It's pretty self-explanatory. And I'm like, I'm just going to screw it. I fire it right into the ground, out of the garage, straight in, bounce it into the target. Go down. I mean, the, the tips got marked up a hair or whatever, straight as can be. Damn. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Go back. So I fire into those trees, and I'm shooting them straight into trees, just like you would stump shooting, you know, whatever. You get a stump that's a little bit harder. And if you look at the base of those trees, there's holes in them. Whack, <laughs> whack. Kaylee and I are digging them out. Still good. Okay, so I fire the one arrow 11 times into the ground, trees, and the concrete. Still good. I skip one arrow into the dirt at the base of a tree with a standard component system. Done. Look like she a gone. banana. And I'm like, and Kaylee's laughing because I'm like just pissed. So <laughs> I did some, uh, again, more spin testing, um, more durability testing. And then that night I sent Brent uh, a text that said, hey, have you ever watched Happy Gilmore? Um, when uh, Adam Sandler's like, you're right, I'm wrong. You're smart, I'm not. You're very attractive. I'm not so good looking. <laughs> yeah. And he said, yes, why? And I said, so that's me, whatever. And I explained to him what was going on. Um, so on my skinnies, I'm shooting that system with that. And then he's like, yeah, jackass. No, no. He was just laughing. Cause he's like, dude, I already did all the stuff you did. And I'm like, I, I'm like, Frank, I got to learn on my own. I had to figure it out. Now with the, the standard screw in points, I don't think we're not going to really pick a winner cause there's a winner in every category. Yeah. Price point. You got Northern. The werewolves kind of in the back. I can't really talk a whole lot cause it's aluminum ferrule. Not a bad price point, good penetration, good blood trails, but durability-wise. Mm-hmm. So then you got the penetration, um, especially the bone-breaking penetration, cutthroats. Right. Um, then you got the iron wheel, which in all categories is doing super well, right? They're good durability, good penetration, extremely consistent. Um, and then you've got the blood eagle. Um, now, I've never killed an animal with a blood eagle. I've only screwed around with them. Penetrating, good blood, but with that long of point, durability could be a problem. You know, it'll it once it goes through an animal, it could bend the tip. Same with the, the Jaeger. And I think somebody told me they did a 29 broadhead test um, and shooting through bones from cattle. And uh, the, uh, the blood eagle um, was a vented blood eagle, mm-hmm. and it cracked. Oh. Uh, now, I'm shooting solids. Yeah. Um, now, I can't get mine to crack. Um, I did get it to bend the tip. Um, what I did is I, I went down there and we've got all that shit laying around the garage. So I just started shooting different objects and eventually point on point impact, um, dead on impact and side impact. The tip started to flex. You're able to flex it back some if, unless it really bends. Now 
doing that with a cutthroat and an iron will, I didn't get any deviation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was still good. What was that broadhead that was kind of like the Valkyrie that used to shoot out of the out of the trad bow? Kind of mm. longer. Um, kind of longer. Three, maybe it was a VPA? three blade. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Does that sound right? Um, I had a VPA three blade. And it's great broadhead. Yeah, yeah, very good. I just remember shooting those, and they kind of would bend at the tip, too, if you fucking <laughs> chucked one into the dirt ski. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the um, Yeah, sorry, I'm getting some messages here from different people I had queued. I was asking questions on guys, to what they found on the different broadheads and everything else. So, um, so yeah, right now, um, you know, I think best bang for the buck, northern um best penetrating especially bone breaking uh and good price point and i mean extremely good you know durability very good consistency uh cutthroat um state of the art pretty much everything um with great penetration great accuracy uh you can interchange the blades going to be an iron will um as far as the um the blood eagle with the heavy upfront weight because you can get them pretty heavy if you're looking for extreme FOC, that Blood Eagle's a good option. Uh, as far as the uh, the Werewolf, um, again, it's an aluminum ferrule, so overall durability is not as good because that blade is super durable, but the ferrule's a little weak, but they offer multiple different options, so not a bad uh, one to look at. What are you thinking, Frank? So do you, you glue in some of your tips as well, right? Is the, the Valkyrie systems glue in? No, no? screws in. Nope, it's just a uh, collar that glues on, and then the tip screws in. Mm, gotcha. Now, he does have an option with a center pin system to use a glue-on broadhead. Uh, I haven't messed with it, though. Well, so what, what's better? Because a lot of the trad guys glue in their tips, right? I'm not a glue-on fan. No. No. Um, because once it's done, it's, <laughs> it's in Not there, just it's in that, there. it's a pain to get them precise. You can, and I say a pain. You got to spin them and do some goof around. Some trad guys like that. I'm a one and done guy. I don't want to glue tips on unless I have to. Yeah. Um, now, if you if you're wanting to use different broadheads, like larger cutting diameter type broadheads instead of that Jaeger, you can get his screw on center pin portion and then glue on a different type of broadhead. Hmm. So, but yeah, um, I uh, you know I've got the two bows set up. One of them's with the Bloodline 330s, and that's going to be my screw-on broadhead. Um, you know, something like the if I shoot the Cutthroats, the Northerns, or the um, uh, uh, Tree Sharks or something, that will be my screw-on system. And then the other bow I have, which is for the Pierce, is going to be the uh, with the the uh, I guess you call it the Valkyrie delivery system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't stress this enough. This is for me, I guess. Um, it's just more durable. You're going to break a lot of arrows and bend a lot of components unless you run that system. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, you know, it's been good. Uh, what do you think of Frank? No, that sounds good. Yep. I mean, also, yeah, this is what works for you. So I guess there's probably going to be a bunch of trad guys out there that are going to have opposing, uh, opinions, but everybody has their own opinion. It's only, yeah, I mean, you've done a lot of testing, so that should yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's going to have their own two cents, and, and none of them are bad, which is something to mention. Like, none of them are a bad decision, uh, you know, with, with as far as all the heads we've mentioned. All right, folks. Well, we're going to move on to another podcast, probably answer 400 phone calls in between. Air out the uh, podcast room a bit. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, thanks, Frank. <laughs>